1: And welcome to the following on Cricket Podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman and alongside me, Cricket Info's uh, George DeBell sheltering from the rain, a truncated day's play. While well, we're gambling, it's a truncated day's play because we're recording this at about quarter to five. Play could theoretically go on to half six, but we're calling it early that rain has stopped play for the day and it'll either be an early start tomorrow or a late finish. We just don't know the rules or the laws. You're listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. So, George, we're calling it early. No more play today. 173 for three, New Zealand on a oh, thanks for that little bit of thunder. Um... It was very BBC soundtrack tape four, wasn't it? That I just pressed this button. <laughs> Did didn't you used to love those? <laughs> Opening door seven. <laughs> no, <laughs> mate, that's uh, that's a whole show yeah. in itself. <laughs> Um, Yeah, there was uh, two sessions of play available today but plenty of talking points first of which, after Josh Butler was ruled out with a a little injury from uh, (laughs) from, uh, going to the gym we're not going to be getting you know, when a player is ruled out after turning his ankle over playing football you know what happens so uh, now we're going to ban the gym before playing games of cricket as well Uh, but a bit of a um, left field team selection from England although we were starting to get whispers it might go this way 24 hours ago
0: yeah, I thought Pope did really well with the gloves. I mean, he was faultless, actually. Uh, there were four buys people might see on the scorecard. Forget those. It was a bouncer from Archer, which might have been wide anyway, and was impossible. I mean, what was the name of that really tall? Robert Walpole? The tallest guy ever, is that right? Uh, he, he's always sitting in front of me in the cinema. Anyway, if he had been here on a giraffe, he might have stopped it. So I, I wouldn't take any
1: notice of that. Completely impossible. He did really, really well. It reminds me of when I used to watch Fulham play on the Hammersmith end and one of the Fulham supporters is actually a really famous, he's a professional gambler, goes by the name of Eddie the Shoe Fremantle and Eddie used to turn up one minute to three every single Saturday and he must be about six foot seven and we'd see him coming and essentially he stood in a very similar part of the Hammersmith end to me and my family and friends and We'd see him coming, and he would always stand in front of one of us, and it was like a, a running gag over the years. Um, but there you go. I was also by Eddie the Shoe, Fremantle, when I think he won 25 grand, or a huge amount of money on a horse race that he was listening to whilst we were watching Fulham. Anyway, that's by the by. Uh, what did you make of the decision not to just bring in, or rather move Ollie Pope to Seven and give him the gloves, and bring in Crawley? They also dro- dropped Jack Leach and brought in Chris Wokes, guy that you might be familiar with, I'm not sure. Um, what does that say about Jack Leach's immediate test career? Oh, look, I think he'll go to South Africa and I
0: think he'll go to Sri Lanka. So I think he's... I, I wouldn't overreact to that decision. I wouldn't have done it uh, just because of uh, wanting some variety in the attack. But I don't think Leach would have got anything out of this wicket today and he didn't get a lot out of the wicket last week either. So... I think there has been a bit of an acceptance by the England management that he's, um, he, doesn't do a, he doesn't get enough on the ball. He does look a little bit innocuous, uh, which... <sighs> bit of a problem, isn't it, for a bowler? Uh, well, England have a substantial problem with spin bowling. They have never, honestly, I know this sounds like hyperbole, never have England had such paucity of resources as spin bowling, and it's a combination of all sorts of factors, which people will know about, the poor pitches, the poor schedule, or everything... And um, uh, Leach is the best available. So, you know, uh, you can't really blame him. And he he won't let England down. So I'd have picked him, to be fair. But I thought Wokes was the pick of the bowlers. And he's um, hardly bowled a bad ball. I mean, uh, uh, and he's deserved a couple of wickets in England. I don't know. Maybe they're a little bit unlucky today. I think Ross Taylor was probably... Very fortunate to survive. He was given out, and the review still looked out, and the third umpire has seen uh, a hot spot, which I sure as hell can't see, um, and reprieved him. So, I don't know, they didn't get as much swing as they thought they were going to get from this wicket, and uh, Latham has batted
1: splendidly. Um, Yeah, another slightly frustrating day, I suppose. Uh, That would have been my moment of the day, so let's do that. Oh. Uh, no, no, it's fine. So uh, this is a fluid you know, production. Um, so Ross Taylor is palpably leg before wicket. Stuart Broad, very famous for his non-appealing appealing. Um, even for his standards, this was a level of not appealing to the umpire, just waiting for the finger to go up. And the bo- the batsman himself looked... Like he was about to walk off, but before then thinking, well, I may as well try my hand. He certainly didn't think he'd touched it, that's for sure. Then when the the review was shown, the replay, there seemed to me, anyway, to be a clear gap between bat bat and ball. And then, of course, it went to hotspot. Nothing on hotspot, as far as I could see, like you. And then it went to Snicko. And yes, there was a spike, but the ball had passed the bat by the time the spike was registered. So a little bit of a bizarre one. Another, if it had been given not out, I think it would have been
0: reasonable to stick with the decision. Yeah. But the umpire on the field had given it out, and there definitely wasn't clear cause to overrule him. So I, I just think the third umpire has made the on-field umpire look a bit of a fool and, and, and very unfairly. I don't have a massive issue with it. There, there was some sort of spike, but. You know, I was listening to Bruce Oxford, the third umpire, saying, yeah, I can see a little uh, (laughs) hotspot. I've looked at it quite a few times, I can't see anything. So I don't really know what he's looking at. Maybe they've got better TVs, genuinely. Maybe you need to have an excellent HD uh, TV. uh, But we definitely couldn't see anything in the press box.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, There was another big moment of the day. Ben Stokes putting down... Latham Went on 66. Now, of course, you only have to rewind four or five days. Stokes at first slip and then down BJ Watling when he was in his 30s. Watling went on to score 200 and uh, Latham has registered 100. Obviously a big moment in the match, even if Latham is out next ball when we resume tomorrow. But um, Latham has punished England in a way that I suppose Stokes himself and Butler in that first test didn't. You know, you get a chance and you make the most of it, don't you? You make sure that you you make the uh, the, the opposition rue, rue the error. He's the third New Zealand batsman to go past three figures in this very short series. And he looked quality today. Yeah, he
0: did. Look, it's, it's five test centuries and ten innings. He's Including up, a double. Yeah, he's put up his test batting average by eight in a year. So he's done brilliantly. All I would say is that uh, that... I'm going to get quite uh, detailed, but that edge that Stokes dropped and then he uh, fenced at one a couple of balls later which fell just short of Burns, both from Archer. Archer yeah. So Archer was getting some bounce really putting quite a lot into it on a bit of a pudding of a pitch to be mm. fair and I thought that was interesting so I looked up his record in on bouncy wickets in Australia and South Africa and he averages 21.66 there which I find it intriguing so he's about to go and play a test in Perth isn't he they're about to go on tour there and I'll be Really, really interested to see how how well he does because he looks very, very good. Um, I'm just going to get a big insect off you. Oh,
1: it's, it's, it's fine in Australia, probably because everything yeah, that would have killed you would probably taken my hand off. Uh, anyway, um, one other thing I will say to counter that. So let me think. New Zealand last played Australia in Australia. Well, it must have been a few years ago. It might have been 16 or so. Okay, I think Tom Latham's probably. Um, had his breakthrough yeah. in the last couple of years for New Zealand and that kind of makes me think about England um, in a, so- a similar way same with Henry Nichols. first year or two he was on the out he was looking like he was going to get dropped they persevered and in the last 12 months uh, he's in the top 10 in, world, uh, in the world rankings. So when I look at this England team and the struggles that some of these players are having, it does kind of give credence to the idea that you've got to give guys a chance because it does take a long time to get used to, um, to test cricket. He
0: put away the bad ball fantastically nicely, didn't he? drove beautifully, played off his legs. A bit too much stuff on his legs, I'd say. Uh, but he, and, and he left well outside of stump it sounds simple but he timed
1: it really really well he, he knows his game though doesn't he it's the same yeah. as BJ Watling they know their game and that is kind of the point I suppose I'm trying to stress uh, lol of the day we were on TV me me Phil and John and you Brad Pitt I, yeah uh, well it
0: might just be about to happen because I noticed we're at the start of a thunderstorm we are Leaning on the sky <laughs> aluminium boxes, or whatever they are, and next standing on a metal
1: stand. So. Shall I just hold this microphone in the air? <laughs> anyway, um, I don't. What know. a show! We will go straight to the top of the podcast list. Yeah, well, that would be
0: uh, a great comfort. <laughs> And and no one would need to pay to cremate us.
1: So that's (laughs) peace of mind. But who would make the call to your wife? Because I wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, I'm just having a look over at the scoreboard. Oh, no, the screen's gone off. That is the sign that uh, play's going to be finished for the day. Uh, Three good uh, catches from Joe Root today. But was it the right decision to bowl first?
0: I think it was uh, reasonable. I, uh, I think you probably don't want to see 173.
1: If you've inserted um. it wasn't it wasn't the pitch for me I mean I'm looking at the openers um Raval included he played a lovely um, drive wide of mid on for a, for a few uh, before he was out in a horrendous fashion. Latham again clipping nicely off his pads i mean. It just did, doesn't look to me like a insert the opposition kind of pitch. Might be proved to be wrong on that regard. But I suppose when you go in with no spinners, that's kind of what you have to do.
0: Well, would is, if, if the pitch deteriorates? Yes, that might look bad. But if you're if it doesn't, if it's going to stay like this, and they obviously think it is, and there's a lot of grass on that pitch again, being dull, there's 16 millimeters of grass on that pitch. In England you might get four millimetres, you might get six millimetres. It is unusually grassy. So you wouldn't necessarily expect it to deteriorate a huge amount. Uh, so they look, they've made a judgment call. I wouldn't have done it. But I, I don't think it's massively unreasonable. And, and this old cliche about players becoming much better when they're not in the team is going to be true with Leech. The people who say, oh, if he'd been here, he'd have, you know, done whatever. Well, he probably wouldn't, would he? So um, they've brought Wokes in, probably strengthens the batting. Uh, he's been the pick of the seamers. I thought Sam Curran had a disappointing day. He may have had a day where he's bowled himself out of the South Africa Tour, mightn't he? Which would be a shame. But, um,
1: he's wow, really... that's quite a statement. How, he wasn't that bad, was he? I know he was going over four and over, but he only bowled about what, eight overs. Well, that Jimmy Anderson fella's coming back into the team. Who?
0: Yeah, right. Uh, that Mark Wood fella might well come back. Never heard game. of him. And Moen Ali is probably going to come back into the squad. Well, well. if he
1: comes in for uh, Sam Curran... But, yeah... I suppose there is some big questions to be asked, but I think you need, to, you need to give these guys the time to make the mistakes, I suppose, is what I'm saying. He offers variety to the attack, and he took three wickets in the last test as well. First time England
0: ever have played three 21 and 21-under y- year olds. So it's, it is a young side, and, that, and that's probably right, that they're having a look at players. I, I like Zach Crawley, by the way. I think uh, he's a decent selection. I know his first-class record is modest, but... Uh, I'm pleased to see him come into the side and um, yeah look it was, I think England would be a bit frustrated, I thought they'd get more swing Mm. and I think they've given one or two more release balls than they would have liked but uh, you know it's not a terrible day by any means and overall I think you've got to say Latham's played really well and Stokes, well he's probably the best fielder in this England side and he's dropped two that he would be disappointed by, weren't easy either of them not the one here or the one in Mount Mungaduwe but by his standards, he'd be pretty disappointed. He doesn't look 100% fit. That's the other thing. He clearly isn't right with his knee. Uh, and
1: although they're saying they've got five seamers, they've got four at a bit. Yep, fair enough. Um, what did you Google during the boring bit of today? It wasn't really a boring bit today. In fact, instead of Googling, we went for a nice walk around the pitch, which is when we were on TV. I looked up Dick Young because,
0: <laughs> because he was the last wicketkeeper To keep for England, having kept in fewer first-class games, I made the mistake of looking up Dick Young on Google Images.
1: (laughs) Well, I just can't follow that. So, uh, true story. Oh boy! Hopefully, it stays in the podcast as well. Well, I'll let my producer decide. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. Well, I will. I'm not sure George will. George, that might be the end of George. Is it me? You and Sir Alan Stanford I
0: didn't know anything about
1: him have you ever Your heard? honour He played for Sussex And he also
0: played football for England And he kept in glasses
1: There you are I wouldn't have known any of that If I hadn't looked him up Didn't Todd Latham's dad play in glasses? Oh that's, um, that's, uh, <laughs> that's good knowledge don't right? Trying to bring him back <laughs> yeah. somehow Right mate I'll let you go uh, We will be back As I say I'll be back George might not be Um, you're listening to the following on podcast don't subscribe well subscribe but just don't review on Acast iTunes or Spotify and we'll be back following day two of the second test match here in Hamilton between New Zealand and England